0: We are Chris and Elizabeth Servin, middle school sweethearts who have literally grown up together. We have been through the many highs and lows of marriage, parenting, friendship, and faith over the years. And through it all, we believe we are better together.
1: We created the Look Up Collective podcast to provide simple, actionable, and encouraging conversations that help you become rooted in what matters so you can look up and serve others around you. If you are someone who wants to make the most of this one life we have been given and are looking to be more intentional in the ways you see and show up for the people in your life, then you are in the right place. Let's dive in.
0: Hello, welcome back to the Look Up Collective podcast. We are so excited that you are here today. Today. We say this almost every episode, but we are so, so thankful that you are here, that you chose to give us a portion of your time. We do not take that for granted. Time is extremely valuable, and we are just thankful that you gave some of it to us today. We've been doing this for a few months now, and we feel like you are some of our best friends. We have seen into aspects of our life that we can't necessarily expound upon on Instagram, on email, on things like that. And so because you're some of our closest friends, we wanted you to be some of the first to know. We have been working on a project that has really been for the past few years, but we've been working on it heavily for the past couple of months, actually with one of our good friends, Wynn Elder. And it is something that we actually created exactly with you in mind. It's something that as humans over the past few years, and just probably just to be human in general, we deal with chaos, stress, and overwhelm in our life. And we have found that that doesn't have to be the case. Sure, we can't completely remove chaos, overwhelm, and stress from our lives, but we can greatly reduce that. And so some of the ways for us to do that is through our thoughts, through the rhythms that we set up in our lives, through identifying what matters to us, to identify why those things matter to us. And so we feel like that is the conversation that needs to be had. Like we need to be articulating those things in our life. And so the project that we've been working on is actually a community that, we've, that we're that we designing that we can bring people together who want those things, that want to be able to look up and serve others in their life, but they feel as if their life is ruled by chaos.
1: I think oftentimes... Specifically as women moms, we allow stress, overwhelm, and chaos to rule and dictate our lives. And we don't realize there's another way. Like we can choose something different. We can be rooted in what matters. It's going to generate more freedom from a position and posture of peace and calm and learning to love the life that you live no matter your circumstances. Like, that's the unlock for life. That's the key. When so many times people are always giving you these tips how to make your life better, and absolutely, if you have the opportunity to change some things up and create some rhythms in your life that's going to elevate your life in a beautiful way, absolutely, that's amazing. Like, we're going to actually help you do that. But the true unlock is loving the life that you're currently in, That's going to help you even desire to do those things to make your current life even more beautiful in your eyes. Because sometimes we're so bogged down in how much we are overwhelmed that we can't get past it to do the things to make it better. Learning to love the life that we're living despite our circumstances is going to actually unlock that desire To do the things that make it less overwhelming and stressful. Do you see where we're going there? Like it is truly such an amazing thing that gives us so much freedom to look up and serve others when we're rooted in the things that matter to us. And guess what? So many of us don't even know what matters to us. For a long time, I didn't realize that. I thought things that matter to other people matter to me until I started realizing, no, These things matter to me. This is the way God wired me. This is the way I was gifted in. And this is what I want. Like, do you know how important it is to want something in life? Like, it's very important. It gives you so much meaning and purpose. And I hear from so many moms that they don't even know what they want. And it's not about this, like, selfish wanting. It is a deep inner wanting. Whether you want to be the mom and wife you want to be. Whether you want to be the person in your community that shows up for others. It doesn't matter what that is. But when you want something, you're willing to make changes to do it. You wake up wanting to live life with meaning and purpose. So many times we shy away from wanting something, especially women. We're afraid to want something we see as a selfish. And I'm not even coming from a selfish place in this i meaning that it is okay to want purpose and meaning in your life. And that is going to help you serve the people in your life who God has called you to serve.
0: Yeah, and one thing that we found as well is that wanting is important, right? That's a step. But we can want all we want, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to yield results. Exactly. And so what we're excited to bring to you is the Look Up Collective community where we can offer coaching, we can offer community, and then inside of that community, we can share like we're wanting to go in the same way and we can hold each other accountable and how are we going in this direction together. And so through that, then we're really going to be able to look up and serve others. We're Mm going to really be able to focus on the things that matter to us. We're going to be able to because we're going to have a community of others that are running in that same direction together. And as we know, there'll be times where we stumble. There'll be times where we get a little winded, but we've got that, that friend, we've got that community right there beside us to encourage us to continue on. And so the Look Up Collective is what we are going to be launching at the beginning of September. If that's something that you think might be interesting to you, We would love for you to join the waitlist. We want you to be the first to know, just because, again, you're some of our closest friends now, and if you want to get on the waitlist, go to lookupandserve.com, and you can join the waitlist there. You're going to be able to get all the information, and you will be the first to know when we open up this beautiful community It's going to help others, that we're going to be able to help each other look up and serve others in our life. So So for today's episode, what I want us to talk about is one of the things that probably people reach out to Elizabeth the most about or they tag Elizabeth the most about on Instagram. It is the phrase, the messy middle. So Elizabeth, explain to me, what do you mean by the messy middle?
1: I think the premise of messy middle is also one of my favorite quotes, is to marry the process, divorce the outcome, where you are trusting the process and leaning into it. The middle is where we actually learn all the stuff, right? Like, you know that reel, the audio that's like, let's skip to the good part. And it's like this crazy room that's horrible, or you're going on a trip, and then you just skip to the good part. We just want to skip over this middle part that's like the actual, it's not as, quote unquote, to the average eye, as beautiful as the end part. It's messy. It's like when you're doing a renovation and you see all the sawdust and the lumber everywhere and the tools and it's a beautiful mess. <laughs> it's on the trip where you get on the plane and you have unruly children and you're trying to get everyone situated. It's fights in the car. Everyone's bickering and arguing over snacks or what movie they're going to watch. It's that in-between time. It's messy. It's messy but actually teaches us the lessons in life. If everything was just, let's skip to the good part, we actually wouldn't learn anything, right? Like that is where the growth, that's where the stretching, that's where the discomfort is. And that is where we grow. That is where we change. And also being able to have eyes to see what is to come in the middle. It's like when you're doing a renovation, we have to see where we're going and what it's going to look like, we have to visualize that we have to know what's on the other side, so that we keep pressing forward. And that is so important in the messy middle.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. My next question would be, why do you think it is that that concept of the messy middle resonates with people so much when they tag you in those things when they're like, hey, so here's the messy middle, that kind of thing? Why do you think it resonates with moms, women, gals that much?
1: I think because it's so comforting to know that everything is not perfect and that you're not alone, that life is messy sometimes. And especially with social media, oftentimes we do only see the good parts. We only see the other side. We don't see the day in and day out of developing a new skill or doing the hard thing or becoming disciplined or falling apart and crumbling when curveballs are thrown at you. So often we only see the other side, the highlight reel. And the highlight reel is so important because it is beautiful. And we need to recognize the good parts of our life. That's a whole feat in itself when we can see the good and share about it. But we have to recognize that that is not all the time. Life is Good and bad. One of my favorite quotes is, Welcome to the world. It's beautiful and terrible. Do not be afraid. Like that's what I want to teach my children is that life is beautiful and terrible. But we don't have to be afraid. We can know that there's going to be good and bad and the messy. But it all can be for our good. All of it. Nothing is wasted. And so I think the reason why people are just so comforted by is that, wow, goodness, This messy middle is okay. It's not just okay, but it's actually needed to teach me and to grow and to learn. It doesn't have to always be only good, but allowing and accepting the things that are uncomfortable in our life to teach us just the most beautiful lessons.
0: Yeah, I mean, you explain it. So well. And I think if I had to add why it resonates as well, is just because the hope that you offer through that and then the reframing of looking at those things. Last question. So let's say that I'm a mom who is listening right now and I'm saying, I hear you on the messy middle thing, but my middle is ultra messy. Okay. It's ultra messy. I don't know if I'm going to get to the other side of it. I don't see the end game at all. And so what hope would you give to that mom? Because we've been married for 15 (laughs) years. There's been times where you have also had a ultra, ultra messy middle. And so what hope can you give that mom, wife, gal who feels that same way?
1: I think my biggest encouragement is that it's okay if it feels that way right now. And that it really will get better. And seasons are seasons for a reason. Like it's not always winter It's not always fall. It's not always spring. It's not always summer. Seasons eventually pass and new eventually emerge. And there's different seasons in our life that are so necessary to teach us to be the person who we're going to become. And there's a lot of junk in my life that oftentimes I'm like, man, if I had known what I know now, but I actually don't regret any of it because it's made me the person I am. And I'm so grateful for it all. It happened exactly the way it was supposed to happen. And I also encourage you to really become a watcher of your thoughts surrounding your messy middle. So we all have thoughts, like literally 30 to 60,000 thoughts a day. There's not really so much as good and bad thoughts, they're just thoughts. And so I encourage you to not judge your thoughts, but to be curious why you're having them. So as you become a watcher, you're like, hmm, that's kind of, why am I thinking that? Like, why am I thinking about my life or my day or my husband or my child or my rhythm or whatever it is? Why do I feel this way? Why am I thinking this way? And not casting judgment on why you're thinking a certain thought, but just getting curious on why you're thinking that. You have so much more grace and compassion for yourself. A lot of times we think we just need to change our thoughts and just have positive thoughts. 100%. Positive thoughts are so important. We actually have to get to the root of why we're having the thought if we want to change the thought. Allowing yourself to actually dig in and think, huh, that's interesting that I'm thinking that and feeling this way today and not have this instant critical knee-jerk reaction of, wow, I'm a horrible person, I suck, I can't believe I'm thinking this way, just giving yourself grace that it's just a thought, it's just a thought and then you can allow those emotions that that thought is generating because you're going to become more emotionally resilient when we simply just allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling but get back to the root of why we're feeling what we're feeling. So many, and in my, myself included, are so big on affirmations and positive thoughts. But I think we skip a vital part when we just try to just change our thoughts and not get to the root of why we're actually dealing with those thoughts to begin with. And that is what's going to eventually create a more positive outlook on life overall. When you start to recognize, huh, I, I can see a trend here a pattern here. And I'm going to get curious on why I'm thinking this way. And that is how you're going to actually change the thoughts. When you recognize them as what they are so that you can choose a different thought, choose a different story. Because if the story that you're telling yourself is not serving you, then it creates so much more pain and suffering. We inflict that on ourselves a lot of times. And so There's nothing to beat yourself up about it. It's just the fact of the matter. We are wired this way. And so there's nothing wrong with you. And you're not alone. I mean, this is the hack to loving the life you live is starting to be a watcher of your thoughts. And that has been so life changing for me having that coaching myself. And we're so excited to give you that kind of coaching when You join Look Up Collective, our community. You guys, if thoughts are a difficult thing for you and sometimes you are feeling a certain way and you literally don't even know why you're feeling this way, I'm telling you, it's from a thought. It always goes back to a thought, whether it's subconscious or not. And sometimes you have to have someone come alongside of you and help you see your thoughts that are causing you pain and suffering. And anytime I look back on anything in my life, I can see it. I can see and recognize especially in the times of messy middles where I created so much more grief and disappointment and discontentment and dislike of my life because it wasn't my circumstances' fault. It was my thoughts. And I wouldn't even say it's my thoughts' fault. It's just that I wasn't being watchful of my thoughts to understand why they were making me feel the way that I was feeling. When I could recognize and embrace them, And get curious and just realize the story I was telling myself was not serving me. Was not serving me or my family. And I could choose. Like that's the crazy thing that we have the agency. The free will to choose a different thought. Like no one else can do that for us. That's why we can all have the same experience in life but have a different perspective. Because it's truly the way we see it. And so that's something you struggle with is how you see life, how you see your circumstance, how you see your messy middle. Then there's hope for you. Like, it's okay. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. There are so many people on the same path and are struggling and don't like the life they live and then are frustrated. Why don't I love my life? I have so many good things in my life. That's what got me, like I, I caused I, so much judgment in my life on myself, so critical. Oh my gosh, I have all these things and I'm still so discontent. It wasn't the things that were causing the discontentment, it was my thoughts around it. And I'm holding space for myself that it's okay to feel a certain way about something in your life. That maybe you don't particularly like and get curious on why, and then you can change the story.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of times we might can get in that place and it's filled with guilt and shame and shoulds and all of those things, right? And so I love what you're saying about instead of saying, Why am I the way that I am, Mm -mm. but literally saying, Why am I? the way that I am. Like, why am I thinking this mm-hmm. way? Not from a place of guilt and shame, but what is leading me down this path Yeah, and how liberating I that mean, can be. That's
1: been the most freeing thing for me is just giving myself grace and compassion to not judge my thoughts, but to get curious on them. And if you're one who also struggles with negative emotion, like I avoid them, like the plague, I immediately start getting critical of myself thinking, oh, why am I thinking this way? Why, why do I feel this? I should not be feeling this. But allowing emotions is what makes you fully human. And I was so fearful of feeling certain things that actually it kept me from living life to the fullest because that is just part of being fully human is feeling a broad spectrum of emotions. And it doesn't mean that they're bad but recognizing why you feel that way.
0: So hopefully that can fill you with some hope. Elizabeth did a great job today of just explaining what the messy middle is, how we can embrace that, how we can see that it serves a purpose, that it's not just skip to the good part, but that it's actually where the growth and where the magic actually happens that gets us to the good part. And just shared so much hope with us if we are dealing with, that messy middle. And we're having a hard time seeing the good part in it, that we're having a hard time seeing how it could be a growth or could be helpful to us for sure.
1: A thought that I would love to leave with you. I know I talk about my coaches a lot because they've been so impactful to me. And I'm such a proponent of having a mentor and coach speak into your life. It It can truly be a game changer. I have several coaches. Of course, most of you know, I talk about her a lot, Dr. Edie Wadsworth, but I also have one, her name is Aline, and one that she just loves to share over and over again, because when you have a new thought that you practice, you're going to find evidence for it. So one thing that she says, and I think it's so incredibly true, especially as a believer, is that. It's rigged in my favor. Everything is rigged in my favor. And that's a hard thought for me. That's one that I want to buck against because I have not always thought that. But when you choose to think that, because actually as a believer, we have the favor of God and everything's rigged in my favor, you're actually going to find evidence for that everywhere you look.
0: Yeah, we see what we're looking for. So,
1: literally, RAS, Reticular Activating System. Mm-hmm. Like your brain is going to look for the things that is important to you. So when you are saying it's rigged in my favor, I'm telling you, you know, the people that always say, well, that's just my luck. Of course that happened to me. I'm so unlucky. Guess what? They have freaking unlucky things happen to them. Like it seems like something always happening to them because that's what they're looking for. You can change the script. You can recognize, hmm. That thought really isn't serving me. It's not serving my family. And I can think a different way. And so simply saying it's rigged in my favor or the sunshine follows me everywhere I go. The sun is always shining on me. That's another one that Edie loves that her mom told her since she was a little girl is the sun is always shining on you. And when you begin to think that and you begin to see that in your life, you're going to see it everywhere, like everywhere everywhere. You're going to have more thoughts of gratitude and like, wow, yes, I see it. Thank you, Lord, for providing for me in this way. Like I see you. And it truly is the most amazing thing when we choose a different thought. Of course, like we said earlier, recognize it, get curious, don't judge your thoughts, but know that you have the freedom to change to a different thought that's going to serve you and generate joy, peace, calm in your life, because it is a choice. It's a choice.
0: Because the truth is, you're going to go through messy middles, and messy middles are difficult. Messy middles are hard. That's why we're going to call them messy, right? (laughs) But if we can change some thoughts around them, specifically, it's rigged in my favor. We're going to see Good in those situations. It's not woo woo stuff that we're saying that if you just say this thing, think this thing in yourself, that you're not going to have any difficulty and pain and struggle in your life. <laughs> That's not the case. If so, no, like we could about, sell that for millions of dollars.
1: <laughs> it's about how you view the pain in your life. Exactly. You see it as a catalyst for transformation, as an opportunity instead of an obstacle. For instance, really quick, Chris, you went to a Target pickup yesterday. What did you tell me? So we reversed roles yesterday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in our town, there's two targets. One, I prefer to go to one. I do not. Elizabeth ordered a target pickup at the it only had it in stock in the one that I prefer not to go to. (laughs) I usually have a bad attitude about going there. And so Elizabeth said that there was a Pick up ready. And I was like, I hate going to that talk. It's and we were always, actually on
1: FaceTime yeah. and cause he was telling me that he was on his way and he was like, I'm probably going to be sitting there forever. Who knows how long I'll be there. And I said, hmm.
0: however, I did have evidence and that <laughs> typically this yes, does not run well, but it doesn't okay. matter what <laughs> evidence
1: your brain will want to gather the evidence. Okay. That's, that's the thing. And that's where you don't have to judge your thoughts because you're going to find evidence for what you want to sure, find evidence sure. for. He has so much evidence that this target is going to suck. <laughs> but we see what we're looking for and we actually attract what we're looking for as well. So I said, hey, what if you had a different thought about that target? Just right on the spot, ask him right there. And what did you say?
0: I said, I don't want to have another thought about <laughs> this target, but I will give it a try. So I said, all right, whenever I pull up, they're going to have a space for me, and then it's going to be, you know, come right out. and Tell them. So Tell the people. I did pull up. There was no one in the spaces there, and the guy came right out. He was super kind. He was probably the best worker there. But anyways, he came right out and handed me the stuff, and so ended up working out, In it was rigged in my favor.
1: Yes, and this is not woo-woo stuff, guys. Just think about it. When you go to a restaurant... And you already go in it with a bad attitude, not even bad thoughts. I'm saying with the thought that this is going to be horrible. The service is going to be horrible. They're going to mess up my order. But that they're going to mess up my yeah. order. I never picked the right thing. All these different thoughts you're having. Guess what? You are going to find evidence that that is true. You're going to be like, yep, told you. They are taking forever. Oh, man, I knew I was going to order the wrong thing. This doesn't taste good. This doesn't taste as good as I thought. But if you walk into the restaurant thinking, wow, this is so fun. I'm getting to go to a restaurant tonight. I don't have to, I don't have to cook and clean. What's the, I don't do the cooking. What was,
0: I don't cook. I don't don't clean clean.
1: (laughs) that you're, wow, this is like so fun. And, and then thinking about this waitress is serving me and she has a smile on her face But guess what? I know there's other things going on in her life that I have no idea about. But she's here and she's serving my family in this way. Man, I cannot wait to eat this dish that I didn't have to cook. I'm so excited that I don't have to go home and clean up the kitchen. Guess what? You're going to find evidence when you walk in with that heart of gratitude instead of having a bad attitude. You're going to see... The small things that she's filling your water and, and you don't have to keep asking or they're bringing the chips and you will just see what you're looking for. You will look around and you'll see other people smiling and having a great time with their family. I'm telling you, it's not this like woo-woo way of thinking. It's an elevated way of thinking that makes your experiences in life so much more meaningful and purposeful and doesn't mean that everything is going to be good but it's how you view everything that it is for your good and it changes it changes everything So we probably went longer than we anticipated
0: so thanks again for giving us some of your time as you listen today we would love to continue the conversation so if you are currently in your messy middle shoot us a message tag us on Instagram share with us about how you are viewing your messy middle right now we would love to continue that conversation and if you're wanting some more information on the lookup collective all you have to do go to lookupandserve.com and you can join that wait list and we will make sure that you are the first to know thank you so much for being here today
1: keep looking for the good
0: it's always there